Hello, this is Fantastic Noise. Breakfast is a key time for both radio stations and listeners. In this edition of the podcast, we are talking to the BBC Three Counties breakfast team about what makes for good morning radio. I'm Terry Lee. Thank you for your time and thanks again for your ears. If we were to define this podcast in time periods, I guess you could say this is season two. A welcome. And right now, the time of the season is breakfast. My first paid job in radio saw me present a breakfast programme at Future Radio in Norwich. I was in my 20s. I was more used to staying out until 4.20am than waking up, but I wanted that job because I knew that breakfast was so key. I presented that programme five mornings a week for five years and I completely loved it. It completely formed my radio and life path. It gave me great experiences, new skills, a positive reputation. It even led me to meet my wife, a story for another time. Breakfast Radio is important, and that is the theme of this episode. To assist me in the studio, I'm joined by a broadcast journalism student from the University of Bedfordshire, Serene Mohammed. Hello, Serene. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Serene, why does radio appeal to you? Because as a broadcast journalism student, you do TV and radio. Uh, since I was little, I've always like watched and listened to radio. And since then, I've always wanted to be part of that. So part, especially radio, I really enjoy like listening to radio all the time. Um, so yeah, so then now I'm studying broadcast journalism. Now it's like it's more interesting for me. And, and how did the TV bits and the radio bits compare? Well, I feel like radio is more raw than TV. So TV, you have more more choices you can do, like um, like more angles. You can show like a lot emotions and stuff. While radio, there's like no um, no cameras or anything. So you, everything you have to do it like just the sound of your voice and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, coming up in today's fantastic noise, we're going to hear from the BBC Three Counties Radio Breakfast Team. That's Andy, Ben, and Danny to talk about what makes a BBC local breakfast show. And later, we shall be analysing some radio jargon with the radio word of the week. But first, the Cambridge Dictionary defines the verb listen as to give attention to someone or something in order to hear him, her or it. So, uh, Serene, what have you been enjoying listening to recently? Well, mostly I I listen like I don't listen a lot to British um, podcasts. I listen to like French or Tunisian podcasts a lot, like online and stuff. So, yeah. and, and we should probably explain well, why would that be of interest to you? Well, actually, because I'm from Tunisia, so mm. I don't know. Since I was there, I've been listening to the uh, to like Tunisian uh, radio and podcasts and stuff. So I don't know. I think I'm used to it. So and and when when you say you, you listen to lots of Tunisian radio and podcasts, what what sort of things are they like what is it completely different to stuff that's over here is it is it like popular culture is it music based what Um, what sort of things yeah they have i don't know they have like everything so um there's like comedy there's i don't know there's news there's like i don't know tunisian news local news um so yeah i'm just interested like listening what's happening over there since like i'm i'm here now 
so maybe that's why. And and it's French, the, the language. Um, no, it's yeah, Arabic and French together. So, right. Yeah, so it's mixed between Arabic and French. So. And and you can follow all of that. Yeah. Well, then you've got a talent already yeah. in, in being able to, to speak all those languages. That's fantastic. I like to share something that I'm listening to as well. This week, I'm going to mention a podcast drama series that was released in October 2018 by the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It's called The Shadows, and it is by Caitlin Prest, who is most well-known for her podcast series, The Heart. The Shadows tells the story of a relationship, how it begins, how it concludes, but, and this is the beauty of audio, it feels ridiculously intimate, so real, awkwardly personal, a mumbling dialogue, you bet, sex scenes. Uh, yes, you'll be pleased to know that uh, you'll be listening to this with headphones on. I also love the interesting recording techniques, so you hear things from the first-person perspectives. It's bold, it's cool, it's nothing like The Archers, but it's still definitely audio drama. It's called The Shadows. Uh, check it out. Serene, have you listened to much radio or podcast drama? Not really, but it really seems interesting. So. Yeah, I, I think you would enjoy this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not it's not sterile. It's yeah, very cool. I'll check it out then. Okay, yeah. if if you're listening to us prattle on and you're dying to contact us and tell us about something that you've been enjoying listening to, you should. I'd love to include what you've been listening to in a future podcast. The email address is fantasticnoise at beds So back to the focus of this episode: breakfast. I went over to Dunstable to speak with BBC Three Counties breakfast host Andy Collins. I'm also the eye candy of the operation. Ben Nye. I'm the uh, producer of the Andy Collins breakfast show. And Danny Fulbrook. And I... I don't who know knows? what I do. Who, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Assistant producer. Is that oh, an official title? Oh, I, I, I think, hello. I think that's fair. That's a fair. They were in a jovial mood. I started by asking them all what the ingredients were for a successful BBC local breakfast show and how they prepared their content. Danny and Andy often kind of, they're here for the show and then afterwards, Danny's working on other projects. Andy is working on other projects as well. So I tend to steer what is the upcoming news agenda for the next day. So we'll have our prospects meeting about the stories that we're doing. And that'll be kind of our backbone of the story. You mentioned travel and weather. They're kind of your utility listeners mm. is the old term, isn't it? You know, um, and... I personally, I don't know if that's as important on local radio as it used to be. I mean, how many people are listening to their local radio station to get the weather? Mm. Are they not going online and checking an app for the weather? So actually, one thing that we do is we chat to the, the people on the weather about you know, what's going on. Oh, it's been a bit blowy recently. So it's actually more of a conversation than here's the weather from the BBC. Do you know what I mean? And mm. so actually making it important to people's lives or you better get if you're off out the door to walk the dogs you better wear a coat stuff like that so those elements i think are again they're important in a show but you've got to think about them how they apply to people listening because people aren't listening just to get the weather yeah in terms of barbers and tipping that just, that, that, that just came out just, of you yeah just, just comes out because it's so like ben says we have a the news the news team and the news squad put together with ben you know the storyline of what the day's going to be so we have like our like three or four main stories and then we'll go through the papers and we'll see something and then one of us will say something and we'll react to that or a caller will call and come in and it's and it's very kind of it's organic isn't yeah, it yeah i mean it's i know it sounds a like a word well, is, but you know what i mean it's, it's, it is organic because sometimes i'm doing this show 
and I forget that we're all there. Yeah. You know, we're having a chat. And I go, oh, there's people listening. Uh, morning, everybody. So, yeah. uh, which I love, which I love. I, 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 I hate that word. Is it scripted? The the news stories are structured and scripted and we have a we have our we have our way of where we where we want to take that interview go if i'm interviewing a politician i'm not doing it off the cuff i can assure you that then we've sat down we've worked out where we want to questions we want to ask if they give that answer what way do we want to go because you've got to you've got to be professional in that but other stuff when we're laughing and mucking about there is no script there mm. is no script at all because i think a you can't script that stuff and b the listener would know within two seconds that it was scripted mm. And I think that's all built around Andy's personality as well. Think, it's yeah. just what silly things. We're, we're trying to make each other laugh. Mm. And yes. that, I think that's what we do for three hours. We just try to make each other laugh and have a good time and assume someone else is going to have a good time listening to it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they probably don't. No, but... <laughs> and also to throw stuff out there that makes makes you... I mean, I, as, like I said, I was a listener for a long time and you're driving the car and you hear something, you go, no, 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 no. I need, I need to tell you that you're wrong, you're right, or this has happened to me. That's that's what always I'm trying to do. Mm. That's my always goal. Really. Well, well, so on, as an example then, what I heard this morning about tipping barbers. BJ from Luton says, I'm waiting to get my hair cut. The barber gets a pound tip. Tenner, you what? But, but how's your hair looking, DJ? You know what I mean? If you pay more than a pound, I bet it would look even better. No, because you've already had like, a cut. When, when I'm assuming you, you had your hair cut quite recently. Yeah, and thank you for noticing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it looks good. <laughs> yeah I did. Um, so did I. And, uh, <laughs> you didn't notice that one. That's fine. <laughs> Ben's never. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think I remember last year. When I, but I'm, I'm guessing that at some point, maybe, I don't know, just after you had your hair cut, you're like, this... This there's that you, something in your head said this is potential content. This is something well, no, to talk no, but about. No, 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 because I, I think you cannot on those type of stories. You can't, you can't lie about it because a you'll get found out. You know, mm. your barber go, hey, "Where's my ten pound tip? <laughs> where where you need me fifty p?" And uh, you, later on, you might say something that's not relating to what you said six months ago. So I, I it's genuine. I tip, I tip quite a lot of money when I get my hair cut. I think the interesting thing is sometimes I'll do that and we'll do that and we'll go, "Oh, this happened to me yesterday." Mm. I'll tell you what, we've got to do this. And either we might forget to throw it out in the morning yeah. or mm. um, we throw it out and actually we go down a completely different train uh, and it all gets thrown out the window and we go with whatever came out spontaneously in the morning. So in a way, sometimes the stuff that you think, oh, that'll go, mm. never goes. doesn't. It doesn't go. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't, I can't tell you how many times we have sat in the meeting and go, this is good. This is going to go. Nothing. And then, and literally, I, I, we did the cheese on toast thing, and it was a throwaway comment about how I take out my toast. I toast it one side, put my cheese in on the other, and then I toast it. Well, you would have thought I had committed armed robbery. Yeah. The phone lines went mental. I was called a heathen. It was it was madness. Job titles don't always paint a picture, as we're discovering. Like, well, what what for example would the role of a producer? Can be? I just can I just interrupt oh, yes, that? What you're going to get now is you're going to get the BBC Corporation answer. Then once he's given you, I'll give you the real well, answer. Yeah, Ben's been on a course, <laughs> yeah, many yeah. a course. There we go. I, yeah. you, my learned course. I'm the one who does all the paperwork and I do all the boring stuff. I am very much. I would liken it to I am dad. Okay, so that's kind of my role. And it's kind of the role that that comes out on air as well. I'm trying to keep this train on the tracks and keep us going and keep going forward. And Danny and Andy, in terms of characters, are trying to derail it and go off on one and what have you. So 
the BBC stock answer is. I'm there to make sure everything is legally compliant, is BBC editorially uh, compliant uh, to Ed Poll. Sometimes it might be if we're deploying reporters and I need to make sure that we're doing risk assessments, uh, and particularly if we're doing outside broadcasts. One thing we've tried to do with Andy is get out a lot more. Uh, just for starters, we don't have a lot of money for advertising. Mm. So actually by us being out in a building, in a local library, in a local gym or wherever, they see BBC and that's our advertising sort of thing. So we try to get out there. By doing that, it means you've got to tick loads of boxes, you've got to make sure you've spoken to people, risk assessments, all that sort of stuff. It means also when on the odd occasion we do competitions, I need to do all that. I also need to kind of coordinate with, there's a whole department of the BBC called Ataku, uh, who I know it sounds really <laughs> ominous. It sounds like something out of 1984, but they handle any kind of audience interaction. So stuff like that. Basically, the stuff that Andy and Danny don't particularly want to get involved in, I'll mm. kind of coordinate with management on those sorts of Good things. Good point. Well, uh, there, there, okay, there, there are some things I think we're going to come back to <laughs> on, on, on that answer. Um, Andy, so you're you're the main voice yes. of, of there, but is the, t- tell us a bit more about the role and what's required to do that. And Well, just, just to kind of like... He keeps it on the track. Mm. I I try my best to make it entertaining as I can on the track, and sometimes drift off the track, and he gets me back on. This so. train metaphor is going <laughs> on. Too yeah. long. <laughs> um, just, just I think what my role is because I'm not radio. My history is not with radio. Mm. I, I came from TV, so I very much am not up to speed with the the radio language of such. So I try and approach it as if I'm a listener. And I've just been given the job to present it. So I'm going and then and then I'll say, I don't understand, what does that mean? And then I'll throw over to Ben and Danny and they'll say, well, what will that mean? So that's, I, I try and approach it as if I'm the listener. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's personality. That's what we yeah. always want from Andy. It's And that's what we find hmm. people. Do you, yeah. do you get much, um, Andy, do you get much of a chance to, to I guess, sway the, the or direction of the show certain ways in terms of the content that, is going to come oh, up I program. come up with ideas all the time. They never get taken. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. No. Why can't we? No. That's, that's how basically a conversation. We 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 are very much a team. There is definitely a, a team mentality. We do get together. After every show, there's always a, a debrief of such of how that show went, how we think it could have been better, should we have done this, should we have done that, and where we're going to take it in the future with certain stories. Um, what we tried desperately on The Breakfast Show is in previous times, other breakfast shows would have been very newsy and very informative and very, and sometimes that can be a bit too heavy. And what we try and do is make it a bit newsy and a bit light. So, whereas one story would have been every, for 15 minutes, we try and do at least two stories in 15 minutes. Mm. And I, I always say we try and make it a bit like the one show. So, yes, of course, we'll talk about Brexit, but we'll also talk about how you should make the perfect cheese on toast. Mm. And then we'll ask our listeners to get involved. And you'll be amazed. More people will phone up about cheese on toast than they do about Brexit. Well, I, 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 yes, I can quite imagine. Just from my listening experience this morning, that's really interesting. And, and Danny, so your your role in the programme, the sorts of tasks that you would do? Well, if Ben's driving the train, I guess I'm the one shoveling coal to keep <laughs> yeah. it moving yeah. in the background. <laughs> uh, technical, sort of, Ben leaves me to handle technical, so getting up callers, making sure we have our weather presenter there to do our weather, making sure travel there making sure everything's just running smoothly because okay, so i will say as well with what we've got here and we all have a other, other parts place the demographic of what we got here you know what i mean mm. we've got we got we got you know danny who is a young millennial 
can't ride a bike, can't climb a tree, right. can't swim. <laughs> okay. Right. Young millennial was fine. Okay. <laughs> You've got me, middle-aged, old-aged man, being around well. the world, had a few jobs, work, that experience of life of such, and can say, do you remember back in the day? And these two look at me and go, no. And then over here to Ben, we've got Chairman Mao, kind of military <laughs> communist. Well, so... I'm somewhere in between there, aren't I? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, our, so, so our, our life views are all different. Our political views are all different, mm. which I think is really good. Because if we were all on the same page, it would be pretty dull radio. And if I'm putting my BBC hat on, the whole thing about BBC in particular, now more than ever, is and, and it's important for all journalistic endeavours, is uh, impartiality and balance. Mm. And so actually, balance doesn't have to be sitting on the fence, doing the boring, well, this person says this, but this person could also say that. Actually, if we have two differing opinions and we're both giving them at the same time, then actually that's balanced. And that's mm. a way of showing both sides of an argument that is a bit more genuine than someone sat there pretending they don't have an opinion. And, and with, something that we do on the show a lot is we'll discuss an item, whatever it be, and then we'll go, right, can we now talk like we're, you know, we're three old men down the pub? Um, and then we'll just have a chat and then we the, the listener is invited as well and he joins us down the pub mm. and we chat like two old men and you, and you just sit in the corner I say silly things yeah you just yeah. say silly things and get the crisps yeah so you know and it works it works right? yeah. so Serene we heard there from the BBC Three Counties team about a few things focusing on the structure of the programme and the roles the three of them have mm-hmm. uh, was there anything there that the guys said that surprised you uh, I don't know it's just that uh, how local radio works in general um, I just found that that it was interesting they're trying like they're trying to make like bigger have bigger audiences um, than just like be local mm. so I think that was that was really good and each role of them have like really important is really important yes um, so yeah, yeah. What, what Ben Ben the producer described as dad. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he keeps the train, the train on track. As yes, well, the train yeah. metaphor, which uh, <laughs> thankfully, they, uh, thankfully they drop in the rest of the uh, in the yeah. conversation that we have. I, I found it interesting that uh, uh, Andy, um, with his TV background, talks about uh, the one show uh, briefly as well as something which he aspires their yeah. their program to be. Um, Something else that, that jumped out for me was when they were talking about utility content. Now, like utility content, talking about like weather and, mm. and traffic news, the stuff that I guess is really associated with live breakfast shows. Because yeah. as Ben puts it, uh, people can find this stuff online, so how do they make it special? As a broadcast yeah. journalism student, is that something that, that I guess resonates with you? Yeah, it's just that, uh, as he said, that there's like an app on the phone, everyone can check their... Um, that the weather what's the weather today or anything but it's just that you how you can make it special and interesting i don't know we usually always go out and and film like mm. noises like the i don't know background noises or anything like that so it's just to make it more interesting sure and and, and i guess uh, i guess there's something to to learn from from the free counties team here in, in terms of uh, not making things too heavy as well yeah. and, and uh, the fact that they uh, have talked about two stories in, in 15 minutes so making sure the flow is quick and people don't get too bogged down on any yeah. one local issue um, okay Serene we, we took the conversation outside the studio mm-hmm. to the BBC Three Counties kitchen area so you might hear a slightly different dynamic I asked Ben 
to tell me about the specific audience that they uh, might be aiming their program at. So I, I can't remember. Is it commercial? They used to have, uh, you know, was it uh, Jane and Joe or whatever, and John that you were broadcast to? Um, I've never worked in commercial radio, so I, I, I've never thought of it like that. And actually, you're talking to us at an interesting time for the BBC who are now telling us we need to be pitching younger we need to be local radio has a traditional view and there was some really interesting audience research done by people they the bbc went out and asked people what do you think of when you and what do you imagine when you imagine a local radio listener Mm. and it was old it was an old man who was miserable he read papers he hated everyone all that sort of stuff and actually what we're trying to do is go a bit younger. I mean, at three counties, we're probably younger than some other local radio stations in the BBC. Mm. Um, I guess because of where we're situated, we're quite close to London, quite cosmopolitan. Um, And so I think our show in particular does pitch a bit younger. I think particularly we're conscious of the time of day. It's school run time. It's people going to work. So we've got a kind of an odd mix. We're trying to cater to all, really. We're trying to cater to mums taking their kids to school. We're trying to cater to uh, potentially commuters on their way to the train station in the first half of the programme. We're trying to... Uh, Students who haven't got a job who just like listening to the radio. Yeah, we're trying to... Morning. Uh, <laughs> morning. <laughs> people in their vans on their way to work. It's kind of... That's what we're after. And so when you say... Uh, what are we thinking about in terms of our audience when we're doing things? We're also thinking that certainly when I'm not working, I'm listening at home. I'm getting the kids ready for school or whatever. I'm busy making breakfast. I'm not sat like we are in a studio listening to every minute. That's not how people listen to radio. That's not how people listen to radio Mm. in the morning. So you've got a window to grab them and then you've got to try and keep them. And people dip in as well and they just want to be, I just want to smile and laugh. Yeah. At that time in the morning, you probably don't want to be bogged down too much yeah. in don't what's going argument. on in the world. You don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to heavy, 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 heavy. Don't want a shouting match. No, no. Not, maybe for a little bit, but not for a whole three hours. Yeah. No, it's and, starting and if, your day. If it warrants it, I think that's the thing. You don't yes. want it every if day. If you're shouting all the time, every time, eventually people go, oh, mm. stop shouting. But when, you, when we do have a shouting match, it makes you go, oh, I up. This don't normally happen, yeah. and then it, and it, that's what you want. You want that those type mm. of moments. You got you got to choose when. To do it. We are very lucky in the fact that uh, management don't get involved. If yeah. I'm honest, please mm. don't please continue that that, that trend. They, they 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 watch from above, but uh, they they the, the breakfast show was going in one direction. We all came on board. These guys were on board before I, but they let us completely turn it around and go in a different direction. Well, I mean, mm. I don't want to say the word, but Brexit. Andy came in. When was your... My first show. Your first, my, yeah, my first, first week. My, my first week, I had uh, the Brexit result. That's right. I had a Prime Minister resign. I had, uh, I think, uh, the, the Manchester bombing was soon after that as well. Yeah. I mean, it, I, for, for a first week or so, I had everything thrown at me. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Who had never done radio before. So that was kind of... We used Brexit as a kind of our vehicle of right okay this is where we're going because people didn't want if you wanted Brexit there are other stations that can cater for that and actually locally minded we're going to give people the local news but equally people don't want to be bogged down with that first thing in the morning they're going to work they need a smile Mm. and Andy came at that opportune moment I think the standard thing we say when we talk about Brexit is okay folks we've got to talk about Brexit bear with us it's only for four minutes and then we're back to cheese on toast (laughs) (laughs) 
and 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 so with that in mind, there there is content which you generally try to steer away from for various reasons, be it Brexit because other people are covering it so much. Is there any other content that you might steer away from? Well, I don't think steer away is the. I don't think we steer. Well, we'll talk about it if it's if it's if it's got if it's, it's if it's there to be talked about. Mm. We'll talk about it. We just won't dedicate a whole yeah. three hours to it. I think it's being slightly conscious. So I mentioned if we're thinking about the school run um, and we're thinking about mums in the car with their kids, we've got to be careful how we treat a story and how we talk about a story. We don't want to shy away from it because ultimately the job of the BBC is to talk about stuff that sometimes is quite difficult to talk about. This morning we spoke to a guy who, um, a friend of his, had taken his own life a year ago and he was talking about mental health and how it inspired him and his friends to talk about that that is an important issue that we should be talking about but it's also got to be handled delicately because if we have young ears listening Mm. you don't want to be kind of putting off those mums that you want to be listening in so it's i know what you're saying there are topics and sometimes we'll go not another story about brexit about prisons about councils it's important for local radio to talk about councils because not many other stations are talking about what's going on with councils with bin collections and stuff like that but equally there's a creative way of doing that where you're not hearing from councillor such and such speaking like a councillor boring you to tears there's a way of bringing that to life speaking to local people getting people's local voices on the radio and that's something I think we're, we're really passionate about here. We want to hear local stories and people telling those stories. Mm. And they're funny. People are funny. You know, when they're on the radio, when we've had callers come on who have got involved for some random reason and you get chatting to them. There was one guy, do you remember, who said, um, you asked him, oh, what's a random fact about you? Just a throwaway, just something, you know, unique about you. Oh, I got struck by lightning twice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you go what how did you not mention that in the first yeah. first 10 seconds yeah, 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 yeah. and so it's just stuff like that when people mm. get on the radio and start talking that's when yeah. you know stuff starts to happen and that's the stuff that people will go away and go into work and go did you hear that oh and that's what we want it's called the cool the, what's it called the, 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 they used now the, what is it called tell us the cooler moment the cooler around by the the, the water cooler the, the water cooler <laughs> moment you know yes half of it you know you want that what you're trying to get is that like Ben said they go to work or they go to school or whatever and they go did you hear that on the radio this morning about yeah mm. that's great that's so, what you're for with breakfast being such a popular time for, for people to listen and therefore I assume Free Counties Radio has more breakfast show listeners than, than uh, listeners at other points of the day how much do you if at all use the program to promote other things going on in the station is that part of the agenda as well i think any good station has to be doing that and uh, so there's two parts you've got the trails so you you know you've got your built adverts Mm. but actually if i'm being honest way i listen i'll switch off i hear that i just switch off and that's my moment to just take a break oh yeah i'll do something else not really paying attention so i haven't taken in any of that information what andy's great at is coming off the back of that and going, I'll tell you what, that was... Did you hear that the other day? So Jonathan follows us, who has a great um, listenership as well, and actually the, the, the figures really build throughout the morning um, because Jonathan's got this pedigree and because he's got such a, a fan base as well. And Andy is great at going, I'll tell you what, Jonathan had this uh, consumer on the other day for his consumer programme who had a problem with her fridge, and you wouldn't believe what was going on there. I think he's got an update later. You better mm. listen. And by Andy saying that... 
that's worth 10 times what a built advert is. And by doing it naturally and not being, yeah. I'm reading a bit of paper. Yeah. Read, yeah. yeah. But that, that, that's, that's interesting because yesterday, I think it was, I, I heard Andy come off the back of an Edward Adu trailer and you were talking about the music and how much you enjoyed it. Why sound so cool? Yeah. Why can't we sound cool? Why can't we sound cool? That's your job. I oh, don't look at me for sounding cool. You've seen how I've done today. <laughs> You've raised a bar on that one. <laughs> but but I guess you're, you're right in, in that that only, well what that does in, in many ways is is brings people's attention to the program it says it says to them that you're interested in the program which might make them interested and you're also promoting the fact that there's music in that program which is something your program doesn't have and i might talk about a bit later Mm. um so in in terms you are promoting the show even if if it's in a subtle and natural way absolutely and i think that's important andy talked about people smelling if you're not genuine, uh, uh, yeah, genuine yeah. then... They can smell yeah. it a mile away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, with, with that in mind, and, and on this very theme, I, I note from, from my listening of your programme that a lot of what you say is very improvised and, and that's obvious and spontaneous and great. Sometimes you'll go from talking about uh, how much you tip your barbers into... A very more serious, like serious sounding Andy reading, I presume, something, reading a cue or a script. And those scripted sections, I, I guess I want to know wh- how you determine which parts are scripted and which parts are not. How is that decided? I've, I think the int- if, if, if it's a serious item that we're coming, I think that first bit's got to be scripted because you've got you've to get the facts across you got what the story's about so you can't ad-lib that that's for sure you have we have in the olden days before i came here and other shows they would probably have some presenters like to have 20 questions and they'll never stray from those 20 questions and we we all agreed very early doors let's let's have five questions that we're going to ask but the most important thing about being a presenter whoever you are is to listen so if i'm asking you a question and you you answer that question but then suddenly you mention uh, something about goats but I don't pick up on that and I'm just going straight to question number two the listener is going why aren't you asking them about the goats so I, I personally have say five questions but we're all listening we're all listening to what, what's, mm. what's being said and, and one of us may pick up on something that they've said and, 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 and tap on the screen or I pick up on it and then we'll go but can I just go back to that you mentioned that and we'll go off on a different tangent and sometimes they're the greatest the greatest chance and I think if you're going from something spontaneous to something serious having it scripted helps because Andy is worrying about it's that one show moment that you talked about yeah. earlier you've got to change the tone of your voice if we're talking about tipping a barber and we're going into like the example I gave about you know someone who's mental health uh, yeah talking about mental health and a, a friend who's, who's um, taken their own life then you can't go into it in the same tone of voice. You have to kind of take a pause. And it's something that you learn over time. You take that pause, there might be a breath, and then now. And people follow that, and mm. they'll go with that. And then they understand he's changed the tone of his voice. Okay, this is slightly different now. And the scripted bit just kind of helps. Gear I changes, they're yeah. called. Gear yeah. changes, they're called. And, and I guess with radio, that is a challenge. And, and in all sorts oh. of radio, um, there, there are examples of it. Like, but on, on television, it might just be looking at a different camera. Exactly. And that, that does it. Yeah. But in radio... TV have, TV have more... Tricks. tricks to make yeah. gear changes yeah mm. yeah radio you're kind of like limited so you've got to make those gear changes smooth now i'm not saying we get them right all the time but i would say we we have more hits than we have failures mm. and i enjoy those gear changes because like you said it kind of draws the listener and goes oh, hold up 
Mm. Uh, this is this is. I want to listen to this. And and sometimes I think we, for a while, I worried about particularly in the early days of the show, because we were, we were having fun and, mm. and we forgot we were on the radio. And sometimes you'd forget that the next story is really serious. How do we go from that fun <laughs> stuff into something serious? And are the audience going to go with us on that? I mean, what people have said is that they do, because ultimately people's lives are not... Mm. I'm going to be happy for this period of time and then I'm going to be sad and then I'm going to be very serious. It's got to be a mix. And so if we get that right and as long as we transition it right, then that's fine. Golden rule we've always said, all three of us is, if we're doing something and we start to get a little bit, our mind starts to drift or if we start to get bored, end it, move on. That's the golden rule. And and we are very good at kind of judging that. Mm. You know, sometimes you think, we've done this chat, it's gone as far as it can thank you for your time and now we've got to fill for seven minutes or do you know what this chat's going really well we're going to have travel and then we're going to come back and continue and that that that, that shouldn't happen because everything's kind of like timed wise but you think you know what I'm going to some some interviews that were meant to be six minutes long have been so good and so mm. kind of like a great listen that they've gone on for half an hour and then you finish it you go, that, that didn't feel like a half an hour chat mm. they're, they're great as well Serene, again, a, a range of issues cropped up in the conversation there. What did you make of what they were saying about queuing and scripting some sections uh, and not queuing and scripting other sections? Well, they said that they're trying to make like people laugh. Mm. So they're trying to make it more natural than, um, than just make it like scripted. But um, I think it makes sense because more serious stuff needs to be scripted. The reason is that... Uh, I don't know, like some any any news or anything that they don't want to have like make a mistake about or anything. So that's why they have to read it, or like they have to write it or anything so they can uh, remember. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there's they're just saying that so they can attract more audiences. They're just trying to make it more like natural. Yeah, so yeah, I think it makes sense. So. No, because of course, in, when your your course with the broadcast journalism, you will be writing cues and and that, that stories like court reports and things like that. You're yeah. you're aware of how sensitive the language has to be. Yeah, and I guess that is something you definitely want to script for. Yeah, whereas a story about uh, I think the example we were giving there was a uh, how much to tip your barber and and yeah. things like that. That's that's a that's a story which you can go uh, off the cuff a little bit with. Yeah. And do you think, um, as a younger person, um, that is something that would would appeal to you? That that sort of fun breakfast show rather than all serious, all news. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think the young people they don't want to hear all the time about like Brexit or um, what's going to happen next to uh, like Britain or what's going to. I don't know. We just like more fun. Um, so yeah, I think it makes sense um, to be uh, like a lot of variety, so they can attract like like younger audiences, and if they want like more serious stuff, that can attract like older audiences. So they just have to have a mix. And uh, but saying that, the um, some of the, <laughs> the best content, um, and I, uh, we had a bit of an off-air uh, conversation, me and the, the breakfast team was about councils. Yeah, uh, um, we do talk about it there, and bin collections council discussions how how the content that comes from from that is often um some of the most provocative stuff that gets the most uh, amount of audience interaction and and even though it sounds dreadfully dull on the face of it like and then a council meeting happened 
usually there's something in a council meeting which appeals to people of all ages and, and mm-hmm. surely you as someone who lived in the area would know about I don't know how council decisions have affected things yeah. and affected your life mm-hmm. and, and I guess that's something that's of interest uh, potentially to you as well have you covered any council stories yeah I did a few council stories um it's not really fun but because it's really difficult like to to get like to gather information especially from the council especially because I'm a student maybe that's different um but yeah it is interesting to know what the council decisions are um because it's going to affect like the people so like people of Luton for example so they like to know what's going to happen next or what the council has decided so that's maybe why the reason that people like listening to council stories yeah and i guess local local breakfast shows and and what's more local than a local council making local decisions (laughs) um the other thing that really jumped out in that in that part was um the talk about the promotion of other programs on the station now breakfast programs are i guess where most people turning on their radio in the morning or or tuning in or or online asking alexa for it or whatever they will listen in and the breakfast show has an opportunity to promote other programs on on the radio station so we're talking to bbc three counties and when you do listen in the morning you do hear um, promotional trailers and and it was interesting to hear the guys saying that those promotional trailers do a job but what works even better is if the presenter andy collins could give a program a real endorsement yeah um have, have you consciously thought about promoting other programs you know as a radio person the importance of constantly advertising what's going on on the station and keeping people tuned in um yeah of course it's just some people might not uh like that program they might like other contents of uh, of the uh, radio mm. so it's it's good if you promote that um the other shows so just like more people will come and listen to maybe something they prefer so yeah, I think it's really important just to promote in general other other programs. Maybe in the final part of the conversation with the BBC Three Counties breakfast team, I asked Andy the importance of having a team to bounce off of. When they offered me the job, first of all, I thought it was a wind-up. I had to remind them that you do know I'm the short little fat bloke with a lisp, but they were insistent they wanted me, so that was good. <laughs> um, and then I I kind of like met these two. And, and I really wanted to go for that. It's called, what's it? it's called Zoo Formula. Zoo Formula, Zoo yeah. formula it's called. <laughs> when it's a group chat, never, never, never radio buzzwords. <laughs> Zoo Formula. So everybody pictures in. You meet, you meet like uh, Steve, Chris, Wright. Steve Wright, Chris Moyles, for example. They use oh. the Zoo Formula. And uh, I like that. Um, as a listener, sometimes one person's voice all the time zones me out a little bit. I think if it's kind of like organised chaos and we all pitching in, it works. I find I find that a great listen. I, I I always remember after, you know, in the meetings beforehand. I said, Ben, I never want you to when we have our debrief. Don't come in and just say, oh, that was brilliant. That was great. Don't tell me what I, what you think I want to hear. Let's have let's have a criticism if it's deserved. Let's be honest with each other from the start. I, I'm not one of them presenters. You don't have to stroke my ego after the show. Having worked with a few of them, mm. they know who they are. He's taking it completely the other way. I don't get any praise whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, I try. Forget a list. We have a PowerPoint presentation of what went wrong. No, no, it's, it's, it's a very kind of frank discussion that we have. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's for the better of the show, if I'm honest. And I really, really do, in answer to your question, enjoy that kind of group 
kind of like chat stuff that we I th- do. I think when Andy first came in, I've produced a few people. Ultimately, you have to develop everything around the personality of the presenter. And very quickly, it became clear that Andy, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, the, 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 and you talked about it, it was... <laughs> I can't wait for what it's going to be. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. This gonna is going to be terrible. But, you know, you're not gonna, you're not going like, to... You're not going to do the programme like the Today programme. You're not no. John Humphreys. You're not Paxman. You're not going to be doing those kind of interviews. So let Actually, it go. The, the, <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. what's the point in forcing a square peg into a round hole? That isn't you. Yes. So very quickly, the format had to change. Everything had to change. And the way we approach stories had to change. So actually, when you're producing from the, producer, uh, from the production side of things, you've got to be thinking about the presenter. And just because it's been the format that's been done before and you know, by presenter after presenter after presenter doesn't mean that you can't and shouldn't change it because ultimately it's just going to sound terrible. Yeah. We all have to work for each other for changing it. That's you know it. what I mean? Yeah. So I've, you know, I've become more educated <laughs> since I've started working on this show. Seriously, I mean, I knew nothing about... Well, you've become more engaged in like... Count- councils. I mean, how they work. Yeah. Is, uh, before would... I'm now, they're, they're, my, they're kind of like my, my fascination. Yeah. But you've always been honest about that as well, which yes. I think is a key part of the show. And he doesn't come on and pretend he knows it all. Yeah. Like, oh, he knows no. the ins and outs of how every council works in the world. He, he's very honest. I don't know how this works. He'll say it to the guests. I don't get this. Explain it to me. And I think honesty is a big part of how our show is formed. I think that's why Ben and I are on air so much, because mm. as a listener, you know Ben and I are there working on the show. So it only makes sense for Andy to speak to us and to hear our voices. It, it, there's no point putting on a performance. Yeah. Mm. You're going to hear what is happening in that studio because that time in the morning, you can't be bothered with mm. all the smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And I think the days of those kind of, you know, I think they're almost gone. I think radio now, people want... Uh, bit want raw. The, yeah, they want it a bit raw. They want, they know, like you say, they know how it works. It's not... They don't, uh, want, they don't want know-all presenters. Yeah. They don't want know-all teams who know it all. Yeah, when the, things go wrong, things go wrong, oh, and we, mm. we pick on each other for it, and I, we yeah. blame each and other. And many a time we'll ask our listener, any idea? And they'll come back, and, you, and we'll all go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. that was like that? <laughs> Learn something every day, don't we? You know what I mean? I, I, without asking you guys for, for a life story... Um, and, and I'm sure that would be fascinating, but but <laughs> I want I want, I think our listeners would be interested to know about how you ended up here in, in terms of working on the breakfast show at Free Counties Radio. A lot of them would like a job like yours one day, and and I, I guess everyone comes to a radio station when they work there professionally in, in a different way, a different path. So um, Ben, for example, how did you end up here? So I did a tiny bit of hospital radio before I went to university. Then I went to uh, university and did uh, radio there for three years. Where did you study? I went to Lancaster University. Uh, so and the, it was Bale Rig FM. Um, so I had an FM license, which was cool. So that was quite nice. For the geeks of us, it meant we were Ofcom regulated, so you know oh. th- that was exciting. Because <laughs> um, that gets you in the in the thought process of thinking like you are actually on air from the off. Mm. So it means you're you're getting that in early. But we were very much left to our own devices. It wasn't. It's not. A, I did English literature at university, so I didn't study media or anything like that. Um, so that gave me my grounding. I did a little bit of freelance work, teaching kids how to do radio off the back of university in East London in community centres, teaching kids how to box spot, basic stuff. Uh, And then I got work experience here at Three Counties, which was incredible. Uh, I loved every minute of it. And I took that opportunity to just make myself as indispensable as possible. Tea, 
coffee. I was making it um, and just trying to show a willing. Then uh, at about that time, someone was going on maternity leave from reception. So fortunately... And the last week of my work experience, I scratched um, the person who was in charge of the work experience. I scratched her car and I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be blacklisted from the beep. I'm never working here. Uh, but I got on really well with her. And that's how I got the reception gig. And I never looked back. So that was t- 10 years ago now. Right. And I've worked here. I've worked my way up from reception. And it's so true. If you're in the door then you can get the gig. So I started it's setting better up... Be, better be on the inside looking out than the outside looking Absolutely. in. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes there were people coming in for freelance shifts and stuff like that, which was a bit annoying because I'd be stuck on reception while they were doing stuff that I wanted to be doing. But equally, it gave me a grounding where I could work my way up. So yeah, um, and the editor here, Laura, she started on reception as well. So it's quite nice as a building uh, kind of to work your way up and you learn stuff that maybe other people don't know because I've kind of come from being an underling mm. and uh, and worked up that way. Can I jump across to Danny and, and ask how you ended up on this programme? Uh, good question. We <laughs> ask that People wonder. Every, every single day. day. I mean, if you can get in, anybody can get exactly. in. Exactly. Um, I was studying at the University of Bedfordshire mm-hmm. and I was doing student radio there on Radio Lab and I remember just really enjoying it. I was doing a new music show so I was just playing lots of really cool music and I thought this is the best thing in the world I wish I could do this as a job and I used to get the bus into uni and I used to listen to Three Counties and I used to listen to Breakfast and I used to listen to Introducing and both shows then were produced by somebody called Kelly Betts and I used to think wow I would love to kill her and wear her skin and do her job <laughs> because that would be the best thing ever Wow! luckily I didn't need to because you wouldn't fit in her skin either she was really tiny um, you're, not, you're not that bloke from the Science of the Land <laughs> One standing in front of the mirror. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't need to do any of that because thankfully I managed to get introduced to her and they were welcoming volunteers on BBC Introducing. BBC Introducing is all about supporting new music but also giving people their start in the radio industry. So it, it welcomes volunteers and that's what we did here in Three Counties. So I volunteered for a while and then that went on to work experience and then that went on to doing shifts and then suddenly I had a contract and then Kelly moved on and I ended up doing her job. Yeah. And now, all these years later, I'm now presenting Introducing and I'm on breakfast with these guys and I've just launched a gaming show on the station as well doing new things so yeah it's it's been really good it's been a real chance to just learn my craft here and get better at it and do all the things I've always wanted to do if we're talking about work experience can I just say and I've heard JVS talk about it as well it's such an opportunity yeah, that is your shop don't window waste it. don't waste it Danny I remember him coming to work experience and he was just enthused really passionate he'd listened clearly listened to the radio station and you'd be amazed some of the people that come in mm-hmm. who do not listen <laughs> who, who either don't listen don't care or, or really don't want to work in radio yeah why, why are you here and so it's just about make the most of that opportunity eyes because, open uh, ears open yeah and you can learn so much because really we are always on the lookout for people yeah. we are and it's such a great opportunity and if you impress then you will be remembered and it's luck sometimes it's just luck whatever the BBC get, no, the BBC get knocked for a lot of things as an employer Mm. They're they're always on the you know they always take on new people you know yeah. they're, they're they're very open door policy you know what I mean they, 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 if you've got it they'll give you a chance they'll give you that opportunity to shine well the best advice I ever had was 
Toby Friedner, who worked here, came to the University of Bedfordshire once to do a talk about how you get into the industry. And he went to the front of the, the lecture and he held up a bag of sweets and says, who wants a bag of sweets? And nobody said a word. Everyone was silent because it's awkward. No one wants to say anything out loud. And eventually someone goes, I'll have the bag of sweets. They get the bag of sweets. He goes, that's how you get a job in the radio industry. If you don't ask, you don't get. You make your own luck. Mm. And yeah. that is such a big part of it. If you're, gonna, if you're lucky enough to get something like work experience, make the most of it. Yeah. And, and if Talk to get, everyone. Yeah, knowledge, yeah. knowledge. Have a li- don't have all the knowledge, but have a little bit of knowledge about how the station works, who's doing what, yep. who presents mm. which. So you can say, oh, yeah, and, and then listen to it. So then you can say to yourself, that person, oh, I heard you the other day talking about watering cans. I found that really fascinating. Yeah. And then walk away. Because mm. they go, oh, he, he, that person listens to my show. And find the right so, person and say, hey, I've, I've enjoyed this. I want to come back and I yes. think I can bring this to the yes, station. Yes, like, yes. Be that person. Make your own luck. I think yeah. that's so, such a good thing to do. Just, just to complete the, the three of you, Andy, you came from a, a TV and performance I'm TV, background. I'm TV and performance background and military, but I don't like to talk about my military. <laughs> <laughs> he was wait, in the wait, Navy. Were you in you the might Navy? Not yes. know, but I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> but then I, yeah, so TV and then my little dabbling radio happened in the kind of like 90s. I worked for Steve Pink. Mm. on Virgin Radio I was his co-presenter in, a, in, a, in a, an item that was called Tossers uh, where basically I would go out and about and uh, interview people that's the name of the show it was called Tossers and we would toss a coin uh, so we have Terry uh, and Terry we're going to toss a coin if it comes up heads you win a brand spanking new car and if it comes up tails we're going to take your car and we're going to crush it with a, a Mark II Sherman tank <laughs> and that was, that, was, that, was, that was a great feature welcome to commercial radio and uh, yeah that, I did that for a while uh, Steve was brilliant because he's I mean he's his radio knowledge and I, I learned a little bit but then I drifted out of that and went back into TV and, and presenting and other stuff and then literally got the phone call out of the blue What how happened for me was one of the people here came and saw me in a in the theater show that i was doing there was a new directive going about saying we look we, we don't want newsy people so much we need we need we need entertainers we need people with personality he saw me put two and two together he mentioned my name to management who then talked to someone else who said oh i've seen him and i got a phone call and 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 took that opportunity came in had a great meeting and then met these two. I mean, it's been it's been it's been a terrific bit of luck, and it's worked. And it's been I've been, I enjoy. It. I get up at half past four in the morning. I try I try and get in for five. I'm a little bit late. Ben's always in before me. Not as late as this one though. Who rocks up about five to six? A wizard is never late. <laughs> <laughs> he arrives precisely when he needs to. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's it's been great. My only other bit of advice, and, and these two have given some great advice about it, is listen. If, if radio is your passion. And I must admit, I love radio, and I've loved radio for a long time. Is listen to it, listen to the good stuff, listen to the bad stuff. Listen, if you want to be a presenter, listen to presenters. Listen how they do it, the good ones and the bad ones. You'll be amazed how many presenters who work on big shows are bad presenters in the way, in, in certain ways of their style, or they do something really well. And you go, oh, that's that's really clever how they've done that. I must remember that. If if it's producing, if it's editing, listen to those types of, of shows. That would be my advice. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No, listen, totally listen, agree. listen, yeah. And Great. still things that you like. All of you, before you go, could you recommend a one radio program or a podcast or something that you think we should all be listening to for some reason? Ooh, I can't give you podcasts. I'll give you presenters yeah. if I can. Yeah, yeah? please. So I'll, it's a long list and, and you might like them, not like them, but look at look at the way they do it. So they would, for me, it would be off the very top of my head and I'm probably going to think of a few more, would be uh, Chris Miles. In his day, I thought was it is uh, good. Danny Baker, 
amazing. And Colin Murray, a massive fan of Colin Murray. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I do. I like Colin oh, Murray, yeah. big time. I enjoy his podcast. And you're going to say a few words. I'll, I'll think mm. of a few more. Oh, uh, Sarah Cox as well, I like as well. Just because it's just, it's organised chaos. Yeah. Mm. And it's her. It's very much her. I feel like I know her. She's yes. better on Radio 2. I wasn't a big fan of Radio 1 when she was there. Yeah, you know, she's great. Mm. But I just, I, I don't know if it worked for me there. But. What would you recommend though? Um, right. And I'm going to get absolutely slaughtered for it, <laughs> I think. But I think if you want to hear someone who delivers the exact same thing every day and delivers audience with it, Steve Wright. What? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> what? Right, and and it's only as I've got older that I understand it, right? You look at his figures for afternoons, they're nuts. And I'll tell you what, you know exactly what you're getting every minute of that programme. I know I'm getting my factoids at this point. I know I'm getting this at that point. I know I'm getting this. been for the last 48 years? I know. But I'll tell you what, for that audience and what they want in that slot, that's what they're getting. In terms of anything else, I think there are lots of... Uh, opinions about Steve Wright and the way he does radio and things like that but I think ultimately if you want to listen to giving people what they want at that time and knowing what to expect I think there's a lot to be said for audience knowing what to expect Mm. particularly now more than ever when radio is fighting a big battle against podcasts and a podcast I would recommend is Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell you're such a loser no (laughs) (laughs) honestly Honestly, listen to it. If you want to hear how to construct a story, if you want to hear how he starts, it's almost like you're listening to an audio book of one of his uh, magazine articles. But that is how you tell a story and keep someone engaged right the way through it. Danny, what would you recommend? Bring it back, back, man. There is so much. See, my favourite radio presenters are on at the same time as us because Breakfast Radio is brilliant at the moment, especially Mm. at the Beeb. So you've got Greg James over on Radio 1 who I think is doing amazing things and Lauren Laverne is such a warm, friendly person. I've recently really got into Desert Island Discs. (laughs) Really? I sat at the weekend and ploughed through Desert Island Discs. Well, that's what I was saying. It's format. Once you get the right format and people know it and it's familiar, then yeah. But then also, yeah. the, I listen to things like Kermode and Mayo and Five Live because I yeah, love like films. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. But then here on this station, we've got so many great shows as well, like Justin Dealey on, on a Saturday evening. What he's doing on there is unlike anything else done on the radio. Yeah. It's so good. I always make sure I tune in. If I'm in the car late at night, it's straight onto Three Vegan Candies. Vegan Ollie and his uh, non-league show, I love on a Monday That's night. a brilliant Cause listen. Because you just find out about clubs. Someone that doesn't even know football, I, I enjoy that as a show because you can feel his passion. The non-league show and Danny's gaming show to a certain extent as well are brilliant examples of what BBC Local Radio should be doing. Mm. BBC Local Radio needs to be of its community. It needs to be hyper-local. It needs to be pinpointing on all those places. And the non-league show is talking about Holmer Green Football Club. No one's heard of Holmer Green Football. I think even what? Holmer Football Club. Yeah. <laughs> I think fifty people go to that. But the fact that you hear Holmer Green on the radio makes you go, "Oh wow, that's amazing!" And then amazing. you see it, and then you drive by, and you go, yeah. "Oh, that's whole, I know, I know something yeah. about that." And yeah. those people then start going, "Well, I'm going to listen to more of this station because they've mentioned me. They've taken an interest in my passion." I will say this: of all the jobs I've ever done, and I've done a lot of jobs in my uh, lifetime, and most of them is show business. This is the best showbiz job I've ever had. I love this job. So you're not getting it. Even if you're listening to this thinking, I want to be a breakfast show presenter, move on. There's no space at the end. <laughs> There's no room at the end. I ain't going anywhere. 
Serene, earlier Andy was talking about zoo format programs with a team of voices. Was zoo format a term that you were familiar with before? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> never heard before. It's the first time. Well, I, li- I like to, to break down the jargon. Um, the idea of... Um, he gave some examples, but I guess when I was um, around your age, um, the zoo format... A breakfast program that I would have listened to would have been Chris Moyles on BBC Radio One, um, where he really pushed it to the, to the extent that Radio One, which is a music station, was hardly playing any music in the morning because Chris Moyles was just having conversations with Comedy Dave and Dom and and, and the rest of the team, and it was um, it was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. although it didn't work for everyone. But Andy is obviously a subscriber of that sort of uh, content, so I thought yeah. that was interesting. He also talks about uh, radio and including, or how radio includes the riding of mistakes, that raw experience for, for listeners. Like, listeners want to hear you get it wrong or make a mistake and have a laugh about saying something wrong and things like that. And that's what makes it different to um, TV or even podcasts, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, um, like, when you listen to radio, and when you make radio, perhaps more importantly, uh, are you conscious of how you recover from saying something wrong? How, When you stumble over some lines of script, how do you recover? Is it something you need to work on? I feel like I stumble a lot when I'm doing radio. I don't know, maybe it's practice. Or, um, I don't know, some people, because I think maybe audiences, they won't like if you have to, everything has to be perfect because that would sound scripted. Mm. I don't know, you just try, uh, I don't know, I think it's practice, as I said, maybe that will help more, like, you get less stumbly, <laughs> if that's a word, yeah. Sure. So, yeah. They, they, the guys also talked about their roots to radio. Now, as someone that might be interested in working in a professional radio station in the future, Serene, what did you make of, of, of how, like, Ben and Danny especially got into to the radio industry? Well, I heard Ben, he started... Uh, from being in the reception. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was that was cool. He started from reception and then he worked all his way up and now he's the producer of the show. So, yeah, and Danny used to uh, be a student here in uh, University of Bedfordshire. Absolutely. So, yeah, that gives us hope that it <laughs> might be easy for us to get to the to the industry wherever we want to work in oh it'll never be easy (laughs) but um but you never know yeah Yeah. danny was um actually um a a student uh in his final year when i joined the university and um it's really lovely to see how well he's getting on he does lots of other programs at bbc three counties as well and and he's very well regarded so that's marvelous yeah If anyone wants to contact us here at Fantastic Noise, let's make this podcast as interactive as possible, do get in touch, be it with stories, suggestions for future podcasts, feedback, or something else. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A Fantastic Noise. Serene, before we go, it is time for our regular radio jargon busting. Us radio people love overcomplicating things through the use of unfamiliar terms. I hope we can break down those walls. It's time for the Radio Word of the Week. This time, it's Crunch and Roll. Crunch and rolls are generally 10 to 20 second long links, often heard on commercial radio stations on any show outside of breakfast when they're keen to play lots of music and keep their presenter chat to a minimum. So, Serene, were you familiar with the term crunch and roll? 
no, not really, no. I guess as a broadcast journalism student, it's not something which you would be um, naturally partaking in, those like yeah. really super quick 10-second links between songs. Yeah. But when you listen to, I don't know, uh, Capital or, or even Heart in, in the middle of the day, uh, you often hear presenters like just with hardly any time to speak as yeah. a, at all. It's kind of an old-fashioned term as well. I remember when I was um, first getting into radio, they were talking about crunch and rolls, and I'm not sure if it's used to quite the same degree as it was, but if you hear it again in the future, now no, you know. know. Yeah. Now you know, crunch and rolls. That is it for this episode of Fantastic Noise. Thanks so much for joining us. There will be another episode next week. Do follow us on social media, at A Fantastic Noise, for updates and previews. A thanks to our guests today, Andy Collins, Ben Nye and Danny Fulbrook from BBC Three Counties Radio. Special thanks to my co-host, Serene Mohammed. Thank you. Uh, our artwork was produced by Stu Elvin, that's Stu with a double O, and our theme music is by Liam Ayton, remixed this time by Daniel Potter. This podcast was produced by me for the University of Bedfordshire's radio team and recorded in the studios of Radiolab 97.1 FM. I'm Terry Lee, and this, I hope you'll agree, has been a fantastic noise. <laughs>